expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Good afternoon, I'm Nancy Sun with today's episode of Easy News. In Taiwan news, the TIEX opened up 31 points this morning from yesterday's close at 16,886 on turnover of 3.2 billion NT. The TIEX took a beating on Wednesday, falling more than 300 points, following a decline on Wall Street overnight due to a spike in the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury yield. Market watchers say the bellwether electronics sector led the downturn, with large-cap stocks in focus, while selling also spread to old economy and financial sectors to push the broader market into negative territory by the close of the session. The first batch of Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccines with a label in traditional Chinese characters has arrived in Taiwan. The 550,000 doses arrived at Taoyuan International Airport on a China Airlines flight from Frankfurt International Airport at around 5 o'clock this morning. Honghai founder Terry Guo has said the shipment of 550,000 doses is part of 1.4 million doses that the German vaccine maker has manufactured with the customized labels specifically for Taiwan. The remainder of the 1.4 million doses will be delivered to Taiwan in two other batches. All of the doses are part of the 15 million purchased directly from the German manufacturer in July by Honghai's Yonglin Foundation, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, and the Cixi Foundation. President Tsai Ing-wen has offered her congratulations to Japan's former foreign minister Fumio Kishida on winning his Liberal Democratic Party's presidency. DPP spokesperson Yin Ruofeng says Tsai congratulated Kishida on his victory in her capacity as DPP chairwoman. And according to Yen, Tsai hopes that after Kishida assumes his role, the DPP and LDP will continue deepening their exchanges while promoting the development of both Taiwan and Japan. In international news, an international representative of ethnic Rohingya refugees was shot to death in a camp in Bangladesh by unknown gunmen. Mohibula, who was known by one name, was a key refugee leader and a spokesperson representing the Muslim ethnic group in international meetings. He visited the White House in 2019 for a meeting on religious freedom with then-President Donald Trump and spoke about the suffering and persecution faced by Rohingya in Myanmar. The unidentified attacker shot him at the refugee camp in Cox's Bazaar district. No group claimed responsibility, and it was not immediately clear who was behind the attack.
Human Rights Watch called for Bangladesh authorities to urgently investigate Mohibullah's killing, along with other attacks on Rohingya activists in the camps. Britney Spears' father has been suspended as conservator of her estate, following allegations by the 39-year-old pop star that he abused his position. Iris Spitzer has more from California. A Los Angeles judge formally removed Jamie Lynn Spears from the legal arrangement which controlled his daughter's finances and much of her personal life for the past 13 years. An accountant chosen by Britney Spears' legal team will now oversee her $59 million fortune, at least until a hearing that is likely to take place in the next 30 to 45 days about whether to end the conservatorship completely. Jamie Lynn Spears became the guardian of his daughter's estate in 2008 following concerns over her mental health. But a series of documentaries, as well as court testimony from Britney Spears, implicated her father and others of abusing their positions for their own gain. Iris Spitzer, San Francisco. And YouTube says it has shut two German channels of Russian state broadcaster RT in a move centering on alleged coronavirus misinformation. The decision drew threats of retaliation from Russia. YouTube, which is owned by Google, says that RT's German branch has received a strike for uploading material that violated YouTube standards on COVID-19 misinformation and as a consequence was suspended from uploading new videos to its channel. It added that during this suspension, RT tried to circumvent this restriction by using another YouTube channel to upload its videos, which resulted in both channels being terminated. A Kremlin spokesperson likened YouTube's decision to censorship. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun. Hey there. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan Talk, where we chat with a new guest every Monday. Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday. And English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.